The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast, sponsored by you, the fans. Andrew, we gave them the first ish, the first episode of Drunk Saints History. I was just, I listened to it today. I was plastered. But listen, it was great. We did the first two years of the Ditka era. You'll get this, the 1999 season next month. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I hope it was enjoyed. I mean, I feel like we got some good feedback. So, uh, you know, we'll definitely do it again. And, um you know, I, I feel like there's more pressure now. We have to deliver, you know, <laughs> people, donations I, and, you know, I got a lot of emails on it, which was very, it, it warmed my heart because most people liked it. The funniest thing was the DMS from people were, dude, you said like a lot. Do you do, do you always do that when you're drunk? Yeah, I kind of do. And the second thing was one dude, he, I think it was Dale. He said, I counted three different times that you poured yourself a drink. I could hear it in the background. I said, I said to him, I said, Dale, I said, Dale, you were a hundred percent correct. I had the bottle of Elijah Craig next to me and I was pouring myself drinks, but it was fun. Um, so thank you. If you get, if we get 15 more donations, you're going to get an extra bonus show. You get two bonus show. And look, the Pelicans may made the trade for Boogie Cousins. You want the extra show when the Saints are doing stuff in free agency. You want me and Held talking about it if we all can't join in. I mean, you want that extra show. So 15 and more donations of, of $12, and you get two shows a month instead of just Drunk History. Um, the Saints have, like, it's the dead period, Held, of, like, no news. But I know you personally are psyched for the Combine because you take notes. If there's anybody I know that is – more into the combine than you i don't know that person so are you ready for the combine what are you going to be looking for when all these players are? Uh, i'm going to be looking to see looking to see if rich eisen can improve his 40 time and i'm really going to be paying attention to uh to uh to that gimmick the guys like have to stand underneath the old uh the old like the pole with those with those colored uh, like bars that are outside <laughs> of a jump? doctor's office. And that, yeah, jump? they're outside of a doctor's office and they got to jump up and hit them. I'm really looking forward to that. Will anybody's dong be showed like last year? The dude is his uh, his junk. His junk was flapping. <laughs> didn't in the he dro- didn't he drop in the draft because his, yeah, flat, was, his dong was, fell out of shorts? That was Chris Jones, right? Yeah, I think he ended up being a pretty good player, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, but you know, we're the Saints podcast, but I feel like. 
you know, the Pelicans made a huge move yesterday, and they signed uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie Cousins, for, like, nothing. Like, a, they got him for, like, a song. Um, and me and Andrew were talking before the podcast about different things. And here's my thing, Andrew. I, I want to know, like, you've got Atlanta losing the Super Bowl, blowing a 25-point lead. You got the Pelicans going all in with Boogie Cousins. I feel like the sports year for New Orleans teams and New Orleans sports fans in general, like it started off just gloriously. And does it, does it? Well, well, yes and no. I mean, first of all, the Falcons got to the Super Bowl and the Pelicans and, and the, the LSU might have the worst basketball team they've ever had. Ever in and my lifetime. You, in my lifetime, you're, you're no like, doubt. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, and you're suffering through it. And, I mean, I was thinking, like, oh, my God, this is going to be the worst sports year ever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, now that Alabama lost the national title game in yes. heartbreaking fashion and the Falcons lost in heartbreaking fashion. Praise and- the Lord. Johnny Jones is going to get fired. You and, don't know and, that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You. Whoa. 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 Let's not get crazy. Better. I mean, better. He um, and think things are looking up for the Pelicans. So uh, you know, 2017 might not be so bad after all. You know, the Greenbrier curse is gone. So uh, now, if yeah, we can just get rid. Now, if we can just get rid of the Compton curse, I'm feeling real good about the Saints. Yeah. Kevin, so the, the the Pelicans go YOLO and they're just going all in and counting on a crate. Boogie Cousins is a great center, but he's a crazy person. So the the Pelicans have gone all in with a crazy person to to, to help their franchise. Do you think this portends of like Mickey Loomis? Do you think he got jealous of Dell Dempson? It's like, oh, you think you can make the biggest splash of New Orleans teams? I got one hundred and fifty million dollars of Benson's money that I'm just dying to spend i feel like it leads to to the, the the likelihood of more crazy insanity in free agency for the saints am i wrong uh i'm kind of hoping that mickey secretly brought uh <laughs> tom benson like a test flavor from uh, ben and jerry's and tom was so happy he was just like yes yes more money my good man yes keep the ice cream coming sure i'll pay you i'll pay you 25 million dollars for a full gallon of this not knowing I, that it's really Mickey Lewis. I feel like there's a 30% chance that Benson's like, why are we trading for another quarterback? We have Drew Brees. Why do we need Kurt Cousins? And they were like, no, no, no. It's it's, it's Boogie Cousins for the Pelicans. Am I wrong? That's I like that. That's a good joke. No, that's a good joke. That's <laughs> a good like, joke. That's that was, at least a gapper to the outfield. That's a, that's a, it's a mean joke. Um, in NFL news, Andrew, people are like cutting players uh, – to, to like figure out the cap and sort of, sort of thing. Is there any, is there anybody that teams have cut that you're like, Oh, that could be a saints player that they might be interested in or no. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I don't pay too much attention to free agents until the saints really host them. Um, or, uh, you know, there starts to be discussions, you know, it's out there on Twitter that they're poking around with them, but, I mean, the reality, I mean, we saw this with Laurinaitis. We saw this with Kruger. Um, you know, when you start picking up guys, they were cut for a reason. And I think it's pretty rare that you see a guy get cut by a team, go join someone else, and then all of a sudden he's awesome. You know, I think most of the time when teams are unloading players, um, it's because they are not the player they used yeah, to be. I, so, I, I mean, Odrick, I, to me, is a, Odrick is a 
prime example of what you're going to get out, what you got out of Kruger is what will happen with him. Well, the thing is with Odrick is you don't want Odrick on the Saints, but he is a guy I think he's on their board or their their emergency drawer if far if fairly gets like 5 years 60 million and the Saints are like we're not we're not paying Nick Fairley, $25 million guaranteed. If it's something, if he gets something ridiculous like that, I feel like Odrick is in the drawer or the file where they're like, we got to replace Fairley now. And he's a guy that would be... Man, I- this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I hope not. No, I'm, I hope not, too. I mean, it would be a huge drop, but I think, like, he's a guy, he's got the Ireland connection from Miami. He could be, he could be one of those. Um, Kevin, did, did, did you did Kind you of a d- different position. I mean, Odrick's more of a end. defensive end. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel like Odrick is, is Paul Kruger with not as nice hair. You know, uh, Kevin, did you know the Falcons blew a 25 point lead in the Super Bowl? Oh, damn, really? <laughs> Man, that second, hang on. I got to tell the dog, Doc, Doc, are you aware that the Falcons blew a 25 point lead huh? in the Super Bowl? I know it was amazing. <laughs> they were up by like 25 in the third quarter. Hey, hang on. Hang on a second. Hang on. I I, I got to get, hang on. I think he's trying to tell me something. Hang on. Speak, 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 speak. Ah, he's choosing not to talk. He's so, he's so excited. He can't, he's just, he, he can't form words. Fun. Why can't you form words, Doc? <laughs> Why can't you form words? Oh, you're so good. Funny it's national love. It's na- it's national love your pet day. So I'm yeah. just gonna snuggle this dog for the entire podcast. Funny story. He's a good dog. Funny story. I have a friend at work who is a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan, and he blames the Falcons for him getting bronchitis after the Super Bowl. And he's thinking, yes. And he's thinking of sending his medical bills to Flowery Branch. He asked me if I if he should. I said absolutely. It's all the Falcons' fault, Jess, a hundred percent. And he was, and he sent me. He said that to me, and I, I, he's not. He, I don't think he was kidding. Um, and he's like, "You don't feel bad for me at all." I'm like, "I don't." He's like, "You fucking Saints fans are the worst." I'm like, "We are." 
we're petty, petty small people, but it's how we survive. Um, Do you think we hate them way more than they hate us? I don't know. I feel like if you interact with Falcons fans that are longtime Falcon fans and not like just join the bandwagon like when Michael Vick came along, old-time Falcon fans over the age of 35, they hate the fucking Saints, man. Because they have – because the thing is, if you're over 35, you have the memory of – both of the teams kind of being terrible or not that great, or you know, it wasn't. It was a case of when the NFL didn't have every stadium being full of season tickets. So you had every Saints Atlanta game, fifteen twenty thousand of the opposing teams fans coming to your stadium and being jackasses, and that sort of forms your opinion of them. So I feel like if you're an older Saints fan, you really hate Atlanta. Younger fans, eh, not so much. I could be wrong on that. So yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Like we we did we did uh, we did drunk history, and me and Andrew did Ditka. We did part one and part two. We we videoed it. We we not videoed it. We did it on audio. I've got to edit it. We'll have it out next month. But topics that we need to discuss. I feel like Kevin, because uh, because everybody's gonna take a couple turns and do three or four of them. I feel like topics for you. We, me and you need to do the River City Relay. I feel like that is a moment that is kind of – it's it's remembered in Saints history, but I feel like it needs an in-depth uh, telling. Is there any is there any moments in Saints history that you feel like that we need to dive into and do to, for the people that have, have uh, so graciously oh. don- donated for Saints Drunk History that you want to explore? While I get shot. Yeah, that was painful, by the way. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I River City Relay. I think. What was the? Uh, well, no, but you see, that's more like a specific moment. I was about to say the the backwards pass from Aaron Brooks, but that's a very well, specific. Is uh, that two thousand? I tell you too? what, you could say you could say the last four games of the. Uh, what was it? The O two season. Oh. Oh, the last a, four, where, where yeah. all they had to do was pretty much win one, and yeah. they would have gotten to the playoffs. Yeah, they were. They I, were, I think that would be a good one. Yeah, I would also. I also think, you know, if we're going, you know, to go positive, I think the the uh, what was it the Monday where they base where they made Bill Belichick wave the white flag. Oh yeah, that's a good one. If you like moments from two thousand nine, I think that's I think that's a good one. The thing is, you got to do positive ones. Um, I want to get the thing that I'm going to try to do. If I can talk like celebrities and people that really know the Saints history from the 70s, if I can get them to come on the podcast, that's my goal. Uh, I'm working on some things. Uh, I don't know how they'll deal with me drunk because Andrew, I was pretty shit faced Saturday or for when we. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, okay, I, I feel I like that's what people signed up for. I mean, that's you know that was that was sort of the. Allure of donating was that that's yeah. what you got. Yeah, so. but the, if we have like Mike, Detilli- if we have like Mike Detillier or Fletcher Mackle on, they're gonna be like, "I'm talking to this drunk dude, and he wants to talk." Well, about hang this. on a second. Hang on. If we've got some smelling salts and a Ouija board, and you send me down to the front at about two in the morning with maybe a hundred dollars in non-sequential bills, I think maybe we could uh we could get the uh one of the fortune people to maybe maybe do a. He just pulled a Dave. 
He just pulled a Dave and went full speaking spell when he had something brilliant to say, Andrew. Yeah, no, 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 I didn't hit anything. I didn't. Did nobody hear me? I didn't hear you. you uh, actually, I could hear you pretty well. I don't know if I was on Ralph's end. Yeah, it might have been on my end. I tell you what, then I will repeat the joke, and then that way the people who have already heard the joke will be like, "Well, great, I get to hear a tasteless joke twice." Good, go um, ahead. If you send me the French Quarter with a hundred dollars and a Ouija board and some <laughs> smelling salts, I think I can convince one of the fortune tellers or a. Uh, Sears down there, and maybe we can get Kenny to come on the show. Oh my God, poor Kenny Wilkerson. Joe Horn got emotional when I brought up Kenny Wilkerson's name, but Kenny Wilkerson would love that joke. Well, uh, good. <laughs> um, before we get Send to the... all complaints to Ralph Marlboro, oh, care of care of Saints Happy Hour. Uh, so. Uh, before we get to the questions, which we have some great ones tonight, um, I want to talk about something. This is for me and Kevin. Kevin, I feel like with the Trump presidency and whatever you think about it, whatever, people like it, most people don't, whatever. I feel like the Trump presidency has broken this wall down, the the, the just stick to sports wall. Like people might jump over it and, you know, me and you will discuss politics on Twitter and Twitter's a free for all. So if, if you don't like what people talk about on Twitter, that's on you. But I feel like the the sports politics wall, like the Trump presidency has smashed it down completely. And I just worry that there's like going to be no escape from politics ever now. Like there, there's just no escape from it, whether it's pregame shows, whatever. Am I wrong to feel this way? Whether it's good or bad, I don't know, but I, I feel this way. Like there's, there's now there's no escape from it. Yeah, I, I think there's – I pretty much think there's no escape. I mean we're in an age we're – in, we're in an age where, where you have more networks, more media outlets that send reporters out, that have reporters out, that are always looking for – something and and i'm not saying that that anybody's like scheming to like do any sort of like gotcha thing i'm just saying you've got more people that you have to talk to and answer questions from plus you have more modes of communication from an athlete to the public yes and these are these are instantaneous modes of communication facebook instagram twitter right there and and All also little thing and it's like You've got a phone. You've got a, a handheld device that you can communicate theoretically with billions of people at any given moment, at any given time. If you have a thought, within fifteen seconds, you can send it out to those billions of people. And regardless, and, and also, no, go ahead, go ahead. And I was going to say also, you know, there used to be this sort of the president was kind of. No matter what you thought of George W. Bush or Obama, they were kind of above things, and they wouldn't respond to every little slight that people did to them. Like, Trump is about brawling, and the media knows that they can get a story and clicks and ratings by stirring up Trump and, and, you know, X, this sports person said X about Trump. Trump is likely to fire a shot at them via Twitter and then you got like two days of programming and ratings gold. So I just think you're going to have athletes, 
fighting with Trump on Twitter and responding. And I just think it's going to be chaos. And I just think well, it's going to infect everything. Now, I know people are probably like, it's infecting your podcast right now, buddy. But I mean, I just, I just think the whole world. Stick to, stick to sports, Ralph. Stick, stick to sports. But I mean, I just think. I just think the whole stick to sports is going to, like, stay, if you... Stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. I think the whole stay in your lane, bro, is going to be harder and harder. Like, I don't... Like, there's going to be nowhere to go. Like, it used to be, I don't want to I don't want to stick to sports. I can click that off or click this off or click that off. I think there's going to be, like, nowhere left to go. You know? Does that make sense? Like, you're going to have to wait to watch the games on mute if you want to, like, stick to sports. And, is that a crazy thought? Like, I just think, like, there's going to be nowhere to go. If you want to stick to sports, I can't see. I can't see anybody doing any commentary or announcing busting out something like that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the thing that's been interesting, I would say, is that um, I, I feel like the people that you would expect to talk about this stuff, it's on steroids right now. So, like, you know, the pe- people that are invested in it and care a lot about it and are, are pretty vocal in general whether it's your friends on facebook or whatever like i feel like that is stepped up but it's really it's the people that don't usually talk about it that are kind of throwing that stuff out there and you're seeing you're seeing it more from people that you wouldn't expect to see it from and so um i i do think you're right i I think we'll see more of it and i think it'll be more in your face and it'll kind of infect different areas and, um and that's here, kind of the temperament right now and here's the thing i don't mind if you don't stick to sports but here's the th- here's the thing most people that are good at sports writing are terrible at politics writing and discussing it and it's really hard like e- either of those things doing them well is really hard and i worry that like these people that are dying not to stick to sports are just really bad at it and i don't know I feel like I'm going to be cocooned come Sunday in the this fall. I think my 60% English Premier League and 40% pre-games and fantasy football watching and setting that up is going to go like 80% English Premier League, 20% pre-game. Like it's, well, that's a good thing about English Premier League because they won't talk about it. No, you know, that's no but instead you might hear something about Brexit. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Um, but, you know, I, I just think um, sports is kind of, especially now, you know, that's kind of my break from this stuff. I mean, that's where, where I can go root for my team and not have to think about this stuff, not have to worry about it. So um, if it kind of infects that, that's a problem for me. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be. Yeah, that would uh, It's going to be. Well, inter- I'll tell you what. Let, let me. I've got an example. Go ahead. And it's very timely. So so up here, uh, Dexter Fowler, former Cub, signed with the Cardinals in the offseason. Big acquisition, big to do. And he got asked. I think either somebody asked him a question over the weekend or somehow it came up and it ended up being just a blurb on ESPN. And he basically just said he was disappointed in the travel ban. Uh, issue that came up and he he got specific he said that his wife is iranian born mm-hmm. they have a daughter and they are now holding off on visiting family her family back in iran because of this and apparently his sister-in-law 
was in Qatar on business or something, and she's I, I don't I, again I don't know what the status of her is, but she's staying. She doesn't risk coming back and being detained and questioned for mm-hmm. hours on end or whatever. So that happened over the weekend. It got picked up like it spread wild, uh, bigger uh, by Sunday. And then by Monday, I'm having to write about it hmm. because people on social media are doing, doing the old stick to sports routine stick to and sports. telling him. You know, and, and of course, it's Midwestern Cardinals fans. So you pull out the jump to conclusions, Matt. And feel free to leap wherever you want on that. <laughs> and uh, and Dexter Fowler's just like, hey, I'm not gonna apologize for anything. I'm concerned about my family, and I'm you know doing whatever. So I think you'll see more of that. And 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 some guys may may just say, yeah, I don't like this, so I'm gonna say something about. It. I mean, shit, the the whole Colin, uh, yeah, pull it back to the NFL. The whole Colin Kaepernick thing that ain't going away. Yeah, and that's th- not going away. There's going to be no. somebody that's going to say something about whatever, and and it's going to be a lightning rod or whatever. And this is this is the world we live in. Yeah, and I think I think it's going to be inter- It's going to be interesting to see what people do. Do they do the thing that I will do and just be like, you know, me and Andrew's like, oh, God, I need, a, I just need to. I just need a break from it. I just I can't deal with it all the time. And do they do what I'll do and retreat to English Premier League and just ignore it and then watch the games still and try to filter it that way? Or will they be in total revolt and not watch the games and be like, I'm done with sports entirely? I don't know. Um, you know, so it's going it, to it, – it, I just – I thought it was an interesting topic to, to bring up because I, I think the, the – uh, the creep, like you said, Kevin, is is is, is there? It's not going away. Like it, it, there isn't going to, there is there is going to be, there is going to be no break. You just have to adjust how it goes. Um, all right, we have so many fun questions. Um, uh, let's see, uh, let's see. Uh, this is an actual football question from Dale, Dale, Dale. Andrew is Peyton bluffing when he mentions fixing the pass rush? Is it pre-draft lies? You know, it's weird. I, I I feel like Sean Payton gets a little more forthcoming every year. Like as he gets older, I just feel like, and I can't remember if, if it was, was it last off season where I feel like he was pretty forthcoming and saying like, yeah, like the interior of our defense is yeah. very good. And, you know, the one thing he kept saying was guard and then they never addressed it. But, you know, he kind of admitted throughout the off season, he's like, yeah, the one thing I really wish we would have gotten was guard. And then they get Jari Evans at the eleventh hour. So I don't know. I feel like this is. I feel like it's been this way the last few years. You know, Sean Payton is just more forthcoming. You and- know, well, here's the th- here's the thing. Pre pre Bill Belichick and everything's a state secret and football's the most important thing in the world and we can't leak a goddamn thing because it it's you know national security. Before Bill Belichick put that in vogue, like teams used to be honest and be like yeah we need a we need a tackle in the draft or we need this and they were more forthcoming so i think you know yeah i hear yeah here's the thing like all you have to do is open your eyes yeah i know that that's a reality i mean it's not like one of those things where it's like yeah the saints have a bunch of needs and you know you can kind of one and you know he's saying they want a quarterback but secretly he's committed to this third year veteran and he's (laughs) not going to draft a guy 
I just feel like if you watch the Saints, it's it could not be more evident that unless they get a pass rusher, they have no hope of improving. Um, listen, I, I think when and I've said this before on this podcast, when you look at the Falcons and where they got from eight and eight last year to Super Bowl this year, if you look at the big difference, I I think they were in an incredibly similar spot to the Saints. They were kind of middling through these seasons of going six and 10, eight and eight, you know, and kind of middling in mediocrity. And it was because they had a very good offense that scored a lot of points. They could move the football and they were atrocious defensively. And what they were able to do, um, basically make one in one off season, fix their defense, um, and, and make the Super Bowl because all of a sudden now their offense had some support. I really do believe the Saints uh, – now, I'm not saying they're going to make the Super Bowl, but I think they can compete for a playoff spot if they just get help from their defense. And so you look at what Vic Beasley did and how that transformed that defense. Um, now, I know a lot of people like to say, oh, it's not as good as it seemed, but the bottom line is from a production standpoint, he led the league in sacks. And if, if the Saints get a rookie or second-year player to do that, then it changes everything. If they – if the Saints – if the Saints can figure out a way to add 15 sacks to their defense, they'll make the playoffs. Oh, without a doubt. Without and, a doubt. And that can be that can be three guys getting five. It could be the guy from Stanford that no one likes except for me. Uh, Thomas, I think his name is. If he would get eight and they would get another guy's, you know, add seven. Um, that's the thing. Uh, so... The only way they're not making the playoffs to get 15 more sacks next year is if Thomas Morstead throws more passes than Drew Brees for the Saints <laughs> in 2017. And here's here's the thing. The thing is with this, I think people. The one thing I disagree with people is they're focused on we got. They're like focused on one guy. To me, they've got to improve the pass rush with bodies. Like in my dream scenario, yeah. I want Melvin Ingram from the Chargers. And I want Barnett from Tennessee. Like I want, and you bring Kikaha back. Like I want body because I feel like if you just depend on one guy to fix it, if he's not good, if he's nicked up, if he's injured, if it takes him six weeks to figure it out, like they gotta bring in bodies in the pass rush, at least two of them. Uh, so that's it, Kevin. Do you think Boogie Cousins, Boogie yeah. Cousins, can make the transition from center to Saints guard in the fall? Uh, I, I don't think he's got a low enough center of gravity, so I'm going to say no. Um, yeah, I thought when he was when he was playing against the Pelicans, I thought you know if you look at his film, his um, you know his get up wasn't very good when uh, you know he was when protecting his midsection and groin against Buddy Heald. No, and so. he gets he gets a lot of technicals. That's a lot of penalties. Seriously, like, how funny is it that Buddy Heald punches his cousins in the nuts and gets ejected, <laughs> and then they get traded for each other within a couple weeks? The best, the best. That's what it is. JP asked, do people still smoke dope at the top of the dome during games? JP, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Because uh, I'm in Section 610, so I, I, can, uh, I can definitely account for that. Oh, this is an interesting question, Andrew. Uh, if Solomon Thomas, Foster, and Barnett are there at 11, who do you want? All right, say again, Solomon Thomas, Barnett, and who? Uh, Reuben Foster. Okay. So here's my deal with uh, those three guys. I would say that Solomon Thomas, I believe, is going to be a great NFL player. I, I think he's got all the tools. Um, I think he's 
He's going to be a good NFL player. For me, the, the only concern I would have is that I'm not really sure what his vision is if he plays for the Saints. He's one of these guys, kind of like Akeem Hicks, where he's not big enough to be a defensive tackle. He's yeah. a little too big to be defensive end. I, and it's kind of like Arik Armstead um, from a year or two ago, where it's like, I know he's going to be a great NFL player. I just don't really want it to be up to the Saints to figure him out, especially because players that need figuring out is not the Saints' strong team. That is like true. That if, is if Solomon point. Thomas goes to the Patriots, I have no doubt that he'll be an animal. But on the Saints, like I just feel like they need more like clear system fits that will, are safe bets. Um, and Solomon Thomas to me is you. You turned me against Solomon Thomas. He was my guy. He was my guy, and you just turned me against yeah. him. So so Derek Barnett, I mean, clearly replaces Kruger and does everything that Kruger does, but better. And he, I mean, you put him in the exact exact same position and to me the vision with him is really clear so I think it's down to Barnett and, and Reuben Foster I mean Foster's shoulder surgery concerns me um, so I, I think that's something that could I, I think there's a good chance now that he will drop to the Saints uh, because of the shoulder surgery and so you know obviously you see how his medicals check out and all that stuff but um, that's a tough one because I don't I mean the Saints don't have a middle linebacker right now I, I, I don't want Robertson playing middle linebacker I want him yeah. to go back to, to weak side where he looked a lot better and um, so you know the question is can Stefan Anthony really be trusted next year to play there or do you go with Reuben Foster who's a beast and um, you know my gut tells me that that's a really tough call for me because my gut tells me Foster is the safer call and he's going to be the better NFL player but I just want pass rush so bad. I am very tempted to reach for Barnett, especially I've watched him a lot as a as a SEC football fan, and Barnett is awesome. So I mean, I, I'd be really tempted to reach for him over Foster. People, people are gonna I, hate people hate Barnett because they're like he can't play the run. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Can he sack the quarterback? I. I I gotta no no, no. Is, I don't I think, think I don't think he can't play the run either. I mean he, he's he can do it. I don't think he's an F. I think you guys are absolutely missing the best possible prospect in, in that situation. Who's that? Uh, he, I he's he's from uh oh shoot what the hell he's in the Big Ten he's in the Big Ten conference and he's coming out Taco uh, Charles Trey uh Taco Charles no 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 no. No, no, no. He, he's, it, it, it's Trey. It's Trey something. It's uh. Oh yeah, Trey down. <laughs> Trey down. He's uh, it, listen, listen. This guy has no Trey down. Has no injury problems. There's no worry about anything bad happening. Pretty good. Trey down. Pretty good. Trey shuttle. down is not is not driving around with an unregistered weapon. Trey down is not going to be caught with any uh. With any uh, illegal narcotics, Trey Down is not attacking his girlfriend on the weekends. Trey Down is not uh, is not kicking his Trey dog. Da- Trey Down has been Trey on Down. a milk carton for the Saints for like eight years straight. The only thing about <laughs> the only thing about Trey Down is uh, not a great vertical leap. <laughs> you don't it, Trey, Trey Down, Trey Down don't need Trey Down don't need a great vertical leap. Trey Down, it's all it's all in the footwork with Trey Down. It's all I, in the hips. That might be Kevin's best setup ever. I swear to God, Trey down. Yeah. I was like, who, who is Trey? I was. What are you talking about? 
nailed it, Harold. Nailed it. I, I thought I thought the jig was up. I thought you guys were gonna like no the bat, and I was like, nope. All right, got I got this one. I got this one on the line. I'm just gonna reel them in nice and easy, and then I'll bash their heads in with the oar when they get close to the boat. And then sure enough, I did. It's true. Um, Trade down, folks. You know, um, the thing is, it's just like you. I give you credit, Kevin. You are just riding that horse to the end. Even though, like, I, all, listen, the, all I, the evidence points that it's never going to happen, it's not happening, and it's a pipe dream, like, you ride that horse. You are not I am the, the captain you. on the Titanic, man. Yeah. You you might have to wait for a, a GM or two to change, change before you get your wish. I, I've, I was, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no. Hang on. The, the, I, I already know the guy that they need to do. That Les guy. <laughs> Les. Lesson to me. <laughs> Lesson uh, to me and get Trey down. Yeah, less cut, less cut off guard this time. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, this is from Sean Andrew. What home game is worth flying to New Orleans? What home game is worth flying back to Nola for? Caveat: I'm 0 and 4 watching the Saints live, including 0 9 to the Bucks. Oh my God, that's pretty bad. Well, for, first of all, you're terrible luck. Yeah. I watched. I went to two games last year. I went to Detroit and I went to the Raiders. So I'm not much better at this point. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say that don't go to the Falcons um, because they've won the last two, and I, I just my my confidence in the Saints beating the Falcons right now is just that there there could be pain associated with that one. So I mean, normally those games are fun, but I. I I mean, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at the opponents right now. I think you um, got to go. Opponents. I think. If you, if you, I mean, want. Patriots, Patriots, Patriots is the Patriots. Is I feel the, like Sean Payton always does well against Tom Brady. I like feel, he doesn't always beat them, but they're always good games. I mean, at, in 09, I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go see Tom Brady because the he's not gonna be back for eight more years, and there's no way he'll be playing in 2017. So I gotta see him. But I think this is really gonna be the last time that Tom Brady's gonna be in the dome. Because it's going to be eight more years, and he'll be, what, 48? Like, this is it. Like, so if you want to see greatness, I think you go and see the Patriots. Even if the Saints, it could be an uphill battle and not pleasant. I think I think Brady's the one you go to. Now, there's a couple kind of interesting games that I'm curious about. Um, one is theirs, um, just because, I mean, Loomis and Sean Payton are really going to want to stick it to Ryan Pace. Um, and the Bears are terrible. So if you want to break your zero and four streak, the Bears. I think you that's, don't know that, who that's, the, a, you that's don't, a good one. You don't know what they're gonna have. It the Bears. They won't have Cutler at quarterback. So you don't like. You don't know what they're gonna have. They could have. They could have Deshaun Watson. They could have Kaiser. They could have uh, Tyrod Taylor. Like you don't know what the Bears will be doing at quarterback. Yeah. So so that has potential. The other one uh, I would say is the Redskins, only because I envision. Sean Payton, the week of that game in preparation, just showing his defense, how they covered the Redskins running backs in DC oh. a year ago, like, and just showing that over and over and over and how bad they got their teeth kicked in. And I got to say, when NFL teams get embarrassed by someone, uh, a lot of times the following year, if they play again, you see them kind of come back and beat them. And I, I just feel like NFL coaches are really good when NFL teams embarrass themselves of holding onto that tape and waiting for the right moment to be like, look how awful you guys look. 
and you should be embarrassed, and I expect a better effort. And so, I don't know. I, I feel like the Redskins are going to be one of those games where Sean Payton's going to want to stick it to them. Yeah, that's an interesting pick. That does it, I think, uh, that does it for the question. Oh, this is the last one from Sports Cajun. Uh, if the Pelicans took the Warriors to seven games in the first round, would you get emotionally involved then? Uh, Sports Cajun, I'm emotionally involved now. Like, I'm I'm locked into the Pelicans because I gotta, I gotta fill the void between the dead sports period of the Saints no free agency and the, between now and the draft I gotta fill it with something so it's I'm all in with the Pelicans and Boogie Cousins I may even buy the partial NBA league pass for like 30 yeah I mean I, I already had the league pass so personally I'm I'm all in um but uh man it's exciting for sure I mean I mean and the, and the Pelicans I, I mean I'll be I'll be honest the pessimist in me is definitely thinking how are Gen- how is Gentry going to fuck this up? Oh my god! No, I think this is really important for the Pelicans. Like, if if Boogie Cousins doesn't work, like it's you, like you just got to throw up your hands and be like, NBA basketball just isn't meant to work in New Orleans. Um, because they they and and I know people are like, well, the eighth seed doesn't matter. The Golden State will just kick their teeth in. But you know what? They could win a game against Golden State. And the thing is, when you get to the playoffs, that's two weeks that. The Pelicans will be front and center in New Orleans. They'll be the lead on the news. And it'll, like, two years ago when they made the playoffs, they sold a record number of season tickets going into the following year. So if they get to the playoffs, like, it'll build momentum again. And the Pelicans yeah. fan base is soft. They need to have that. And if, you know, if they say they get to the playoffs and they, push they get win one game against golden state people will be pumped going into next year they'll be like we got boogie cousins we're gonna resign holiday we got Cassie. like the pelicans need that they're not like the saints where they have seventy thousand people that are buying season tickets every year and the stadium's filled no matter what so um i'm all in for it um so that about wraps up the show yeah, tonight I, go ahead i also i also think you know i i just think with the pelicans um uh, the goal for them has to be to get that eight seed and get get to the playoffs and try to win one game against the Warriors at home, at home, yeah, in, yeah. in the smoothie. King that's got, I mean, if you were to tell me right now, like, what's the be- best case scenario? Like, that's what I would be rooting for. Um, I would say if they push, like, if they push them to seven, that would be your dream scenario. Because then, if you push, well, them yeah, to, I mean, you I'm get, just saying realistic. Yeah, like, make the playoffs and don't get by the Warriors. Like that is 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 like the bare minimum you have this year. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Uh, until next week, uh, Dave wasn't here because he was he was under the weather, supposedly. I hope you're feeling better, Dave. Yeah, I hope you are. A, a, time, a, a DMP. To this. A DMP. Uh, DMP did not podcast. <laughs> so, uh, Andrew. Dave, Dave, I hope your wife is making you soup and taking yes. care of you. So, Dave's wife. Go to Saints Nation. Go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got the free agent, the best free agents to sign. Uh, he's got the link to the drunk pod, the Saints uh, Drunk History podcast. Uh, me and Kevin are on the Twitters uh, talking about any range of topics. So, uh, you know. Politics, wrestling, dogs. Yes. You name so, it. 
So uh, when are you posting part two of Ditka? That, well, that February. Next we do one a month, so they'll get it the first. They'll get it. I mean, in March. They'll get it the first week of March. They'll get it March. Probably March first. I'm, I'm I'm torn as to when to. I, I wonder like when's the best time to post to get maximum reach. But then people are like, it doesn't matter because I subscribe on RSS or I check it, so it doesn't really matter. And oh, by the way, 500 people have already listened. So thanks to every uh, the 500 people who listened to Saint Drunk History, uh, and the rest of you. Uh, uh, in grades who didn't donate, donate so we can get the second free podcast. We only need 15 more. So for Dave, who's not here, for Andrew, for Kevin, uh, until next time, the bar is closed. <laughs>